Okay, I'm live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. This will be Bioweapons Blues 18, assessing the death and disability from the toxic shot. I had to shut down 17 a little early. I got interrupted. So I'm going to go through a few slides, show some more video, and then go back through some more slides. I've got 19 and 20 already queued up as well. There's tons of information coming out, and I think a lot of important, of important statements are being made. So uh, well, if you're watching on YouTube or Rockfin, let me see if I can get Rockfin up. Uh, you can see on here, it's like a meme of some guy asking the doctor, how often do people die from this experimental MNRA procedure? And the answer is just once. So things are <clears throat> hurtling forward and it's pretty incredible events are happening now. And some of the Events, uh, some of the guesstimates of injuries are really incredible. They're just almost hard to comprehend. So uh, things are going to get pretty dark. I think I showed in the 17 one a family, a mother and father who died and left their kids. So I think there will probably be a lot of children who need parents. And uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. There's a lot of probably just more people traffic, more chaos. Yeah, I don't expect things to be peaceful. <clears throat> but let's see this. Go on to this one slide. This is from Rory B. I've chatted with three people on this app experiencing suicidal ideation today during due to long COVID or MECFS. This is a deep, deep and dark time for many of us. Please, I beg of you, please stay. I love you all so much, so. A lot of people, a lot of these these monsters who run these governments, including the U.S., are not going to categorize these suicides and deaths or early deaths as deaths or disability from these shots. So that's that's equally dark and evil. Um, and then this is a guy. Congratulations, Pfizer! You ruined me before your COVID vaccine. I can do what I loved. Now I can't stand up longer than five minutes. I'm fighting every day to try and survive. Get effed with your vaccines. Then Tammy writes, I can finally repost this as I got suspended for it back in May. And she writes, my theory, COVID-19 was planned, but so was the vaccine. The vaccine was not rushed. I believe it was created over several years and strategically planned to poison people slowly. It was a perfect way to reduce the world's population in such a way that most people won't notice. I, I agree with her. It's not ex experimental at all. It's intentional, I think. And this is from, this is Lisa Coke coaching. Um, this is another guy injured by the shot. So this is the price of freedom, 98% survival rate for people my age, but still being forced to take an experimental vax. I didn't want to post this, but I feel I have a weight resting on my shoulders to make my voice heard along with so many others that have suffered in the same ways. On Tuesday, I got taken to ED due to a negative side effects of my first shot. I was experiencing nausea, vomiting, extreme chills, to the point where I couldn't keep my body from shaking. Then I started to overheat. I had a fever, 39, he's in uh, Australia. And 129 blood pressure. After these symptoms subsided, I started getting horrible chest pains. So this is just another story of hell. That's him, I think. 
Yesterday marked one year since my life got ruined by the shot, something that was meant to be safe and effective, ending lives, costing people their jobs, careers, and income. In the last year, Australian taxpayers paid $77 million for injuries. Let that sink in. They're going to pay a lot more. There's going to be a lot more disability payments and a lot more injuries right out. And your um, your politicians let this happen. They looked the other way or got scammed or conned. Like they were the barriers between, this is for all politicians, there were barriers between this harmful jab and you, and they let down their own constituents, really. This is uh, about ivermectin, how it started. FDA, you are not a horse. You are not a cow. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Why you should not use ivermectin, that's uh, August 2021. And then they changed. There's huge gaslighting going on. FDA says telling people not to take ivermectin for COVID-19 was just a recommendation. Of course, that's November 19th. So all stuff is changing. The warmest turn. <clears throat> Jen N says, I was in the room when the Great Barrington Declaration was signed. Naively, I believed that would change things, but was shocked to see it immediately dismissed as dangerous, fringe, and the product of some coke scheme, especially because I knew Jay Martin and Sunetra. And saw them to be the deeply good and humble people they are. Over two years, we learned that this campaign to discredit the Great Barrington Declaration's ideas was actually the product of a concerted effort by very high ups in the federal government, including Dr. Fauci himself, because they were unable to engage with and challenge the ideas they launched the subversive smear and censorship campaign. I'm looking forward to hearing firsthand what from Dr. Fauci today. So this was his deposition under oath, and what a federal judge last week deemed a potential conspiracy to violate the First Amendment by high government officials. Wow. This is Paul Alexander, November 23rd. Australia banning the COVID gene injection vaccine in Australians under 30 years of age, as it is deemed now to be too dangerous as causing heart inflammation and serious risk of death. Oh, they finally got it. They had enough guinea pigs get killed or hurt by it. This is uh, Died Suddenly movie says jab deaths meant to save planet. So Stu Peters flick hides COVID ethnic targeting claims injections kill and disable merely to reduce overpopulation. So Jill thinks that there's actual ethnic targeting. I've heard that. I don't know if, it, if anybody's provided proof of that. Died Suddenly. Twitter's decided to label the Died Suddenly movie stream misleading and it's made it so it can't be liked, shared, liked, or replied to. It's November 23rd. <clears throat> this is a couple articles you could look at. I think this guy's doing good work. Uh, it's Ray Aurora, R-O-R-O-R-O-R-R-O-O-A-R-O-R-A, sorry. The truth about vaccine includes myocarditis part two. And he talks a lot of stories. And he's putting on his website some of the more recent died suddenly stories, so. I'll try to, to read those uh, soon. <clears throat> this is interesting. This is uh, Ashish Jha. He's alongside Anthony Fauci. He's saying 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were vaccinated or boosted, according to an analysis conducted for the Health 202 by Cynthia Cox, vice president at the Kaiser Family Foundation. So the vaccinated are getting hurt, dying. These are some of the stories 
<clears throat> says, let's begin. Very sorry to hear about your old boyfriend. My ex-husband flew over the rainbow a few weeks ago, a month after his fifth Pfizer. he gone into the hospital for an outpatient lithotripsy, but had issues passing stones and so went back in for further procedure. Started having oxygen issues, dizzy fatigue, found unresponsive in the morning, had seizure and left the building in a bag. Family paid for autopsy as hospital wouldn't do it. Result, multi-bilateral clots in legs, lungs, and large heart, green stones and kidney. Was out jogging a few days before. My son feels robbed as he and fiance are expecting their first child in February with no grandpa pa will be there. Our daughter's little girl said her no-no had a big boo-boo. We are praying for peace. <clears throat> There's another story. Here's one family with three cases of lupus. That's pretty strange. I have a young family member that just passed supposedly of lupus and two more were just diagnosed with it. All partook in the buffet at least twice. All three very active and healthy two years ago. Seems to me doctors are throwing this diagnosis around like candy because they don't know what to do with people. Looks to me as if the effects from the buffet are now the new lupus. Susan responds, my triple jabbed snake bit sister is looking at a lupus diagnosis. She just recovered from blood clots and now has an enlarged heart. She will be on blood thinners for, for life and likely has an autoimmune disease. None of these issues pre-snake bites. Next, this is my second post in this group about the loved ones affected by the sting. The latest in my circle is my son got two stings a year ago, ended up with blood clots in five areas and miraculously survived. A few weeks ago, having second grand mal seizures back to back. Next, my husband was just diagnosed with rare aggressive bone cancer and is in cancer center in Arizona. One day later, my mother was diagnosed with colon cancer in New York. They both admitted they took the two slices behind my back. I'm broken. Please pray, if you will, for my mommy and Sean. Love of my life, 35 years. Next. <clears throat> in a town, I live in a town of roughly, roughly 70,000 people, and many know each other or have mutual friend groups, so there is always a connection of some. Sort even if you don't know the person personally. Of those my hubby and I know or have a connection to through another friend, quote, my 38-year-old friend and his public school teacher just had her third baby four months ago, diagnosed with breast cancer last month, super healthy eater, and works out five times a week. 33-year-old associate who worked in medical field, hasn't been feeling good for about a year, lots of doctor visits, no determination of issue, passed away in her sleep end of July. Pregnant gal with three kids given birth to a stillborn six months ago. One of her three young children now has been diagnosed with a spinal tumor in the last two weeks. Recently turned 40-year-old friend who had a heart issue, has been living with genetic disease for a while, did not want to go on the transplant list, decided to, in order to do it, requires that the ice cream cones. She went downhill, gone in her sleep two weeks ago. Her heart was four times the normal size. Sister-in-law's neighbor, cardiac arrested home at last fall, roughly 39 years old. Husband's high school friend, 47, gone from a fast, rare cancer. This weekend, friend, sister-in-law, early 50s, rock climber in good health, pain in knee, went in, major clot, did panel to check other things and found pancreatic cancer, given four months to live, gone in 11 days. One of my son's teachers, all, who also trot driver's ed, got sick, passed away last year, and he couldn't finish his class. My neighbor's best friend, late 40s, breast cancer, and gotten aggressive and giving her no time. 
all ice cream have had the jab. And that's an interesting story because it's this guy's unable to complete his class. They couldn't refill his class to get in. Driver's ed. Wow. My oldest son's father has a mu musician producer friend who recently dropped on stage and left. The earth left this earth while performing in front of people. They believe Cadillac arrest. Sadly, I spoke with my husband and I'm really trying to mentally prepare myself for what is to come, including my family, loved ones. You have all, have all three. Next, my dear friend has been having heart things, running way too fast. Also, they found clots in her heart and her heart is enlarged and damaged. Told she would have a stroke. Both ate the fruit. Husband has had tons of joint pain and allergies worse each day. Sigh. That's sources from Alex Berenson, Substack.com. <clears throat> a newly hired American Airlines regional regional jet pilot collapsed just after takeoff in Chicago, Chicago Saturday night. I featured that in 17. The last one. Jan replies, we will be running out of pilots before long anyway, as once the truth comes out about the effects of the buffet, they will be grounded. It is already the case that top biz people are demanding non-buffeted pilots. Envoy's vice president for flight operations reported the death of its pilot Sunday, but beyond that, American on and Envoy have not publicly disclosed the near disaster. A spokesperson for Envoy did not respond to specific questions about what had happened, acknowledging only that a crew member had become ill shortly after departure and passed away at the hospital. Next, my son's neurosurgeon died unexpectedly in January, one week prior to my son's surgery. I thought, my God, he could have died suddenly while operating on my child. And that's how I feel about flying. My life is in danger because the cure not only affects the participants, but the ones around them. Next, I just read that David Condy Sr., 59, and David Condy Jr., too, were found dead in their upstate New York apartment. Dave Sr. had had sudden heart attack. In turn, baby David died of starvation, broken heart, RIP. This is not in vain. There will be an outcome in the end of all this. Chantal, Chantal replies, dear God, <clears throat> maybe rents above his right. We better keep an eye out for our neighbors. It takes a while to die from starvation. Poor baby. Next. My husband works for an airline. He came home very sad today. A co-worker didn't show up for work and couldn't be reached by phone. They sent police to his house to check on him and found him dead. He lived alone and died alone. Feds were forcing mandates and most drank the punch. Pretty certain he drank at least two servings. They didn't even question it. It's been fairly quiet since the push, but feels like the storm is coming. Next. I interacted with someone today with a gray-skinned tone. She said she ended up with a plastic anemia a year ago after her second visit to the ice cream parlor. She says she wishes she hadn't liked ice cream. She said many are getting this from the ice cream parlor. Yeah, they are. Well, it's happened. An immediately family member died suddenly and unexpectedly yesterday. Don't get me wrong. I know of many people who've enjoyed the banquet and contracted cancers of all degrees. I also have two friends who both lost sons to heartache. One age 29, the other 38. I have been waiting. My lovely, gentle soul brother, David, 67, has moved on. As other family members reel in shock and cry, confused as how, I sit in silence, knowing and, and immense anger. 
I grieve my loved ones and close friends' passings for the day they all rushed for the first banquet and despaired at each subsequent participation. They all knew my stance on this, but now is not the time to remind them. I'm so grateful for the group, for this group. So thankful that I'm able to say I wasn't unexpected at all. David was a beautiful, innocent human. God bless him. There's just all these stories. I've got so many. Shannon replied, this is what took my dad in and out of hospital, telling them he didn't feel well. Eight days, finally diagnosed with lymphoma and died within a couple hours. They killed my dad, 63, then my mom, 61, less than three months later. Next, a friend of the family ate the cupcake, stroked out. Her husband also ate the cupcake, clotting. Issues make it impossible for him to donate blood ever again. Business friend stroked out. Her, her brother suddenly flew away last week. A friend, a customer, had a massive stroke. He's been in a nursing home since. Sister-in-law has a new seizure disorder. Brother-in-law has a multitude of new health concerns. Neighbor got rare blood cancer a few weeks after first cupcake. My son's co-worker developed clots in his intestines. Now he has stage four camp colon cancer. Friend's teenage son, who is a baseball player, developed issues. My uncle has COPD and his doctor convinced him to eat the cupcakes. He just got out of the hospital with a bad case of the vid. My aunt had random blood pressure problems. I know I'm forgetting a few others. We'll update as I remember. And I recommend people go check out Aaron Siri, S-I-R-I. He uh, is an attorney with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he has the coverage of the V-Safe. So this is kind of how you know Walensky is covering this up. She knows this is the information that came from her office. And it's the V-Safe data, data. I've mentioned it before. But after 464 days, CDC finally coughed up the COVID-19 vaccine safety data, showing 7.7% of people reported needing medical care. It's an incredible number because the pool was 10 million people. So do the numbers. That's 770,000 people just on that data that needed medical care. It's incredible. This is Christoph. If there's a seemingly minor change to your blood vessels' integrity and or functioning, you have a major problem. It shows how complex the human blood vessels are in the human system. And this is kind of like an incredible thing from Rochelle. This is her information, the V-Safe data, 770,000 injuries. This is from November 24th. Thanksgiving is a time for us all to come together with loved ones and reflect. This year, there's much to be thankful for. Today and every day, I'm thankful for CD staff work 24-7 to improve health here and around the world. It's incredible. These things will not last well, especially if some of these, like, you know, predictions come through. There's, like, predictions of hundreds of millions of people dying. Like, these are, this is just a freak show. It's like they live on steroids or something. Children's author who complained of severe vaccine side effects dies suddenly, November 22nd. <clears throat> His name was Marcus Sedgwick. So that was that. Let me put up these.
just have to fix the audio. I had an earbud on, so I had to take that off. Let's see if I can get this to work. To me every day and say, you know, when I try to bring this information about the airline industry forward with you guys, they'll say, well, Dr. Jane, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 takeoffs every day, nothing's happening. What do I say to them? Things are happening. We just haven't had the fatal crash yet. Mm -hmm. And we probably had a number of accidents. Mm -hmm. But it takes a year, two years, three years to fully investigate accidents. And it's very likely in this case, they're not interested in the autopsies of the bodies. Of it's the autopsy that'll show the damages. The third one I want to mention is American Airlines. And recently, American Airlines, the pilot unit, announced that as of January to the to October of this year, their disability filings are up 300 percent Now, a lot of people write to me every day and say, "It's incredible disability filings up 300 percent." I'm going to ask. I think a great way for this new all-Democrat commission to uh, start out would be to apologize. Apologize for the lockdowns. Apologize for the mask mandates. Apologize for my wife having to exhaust her entire life savings because of yeah. shutdowns. The curfews, the social distancing, the beach closures, the park closures, the mask edicts, promoting a vaccine that has caused so much injury and damage to people. Just Google died suddenly, and you will see it. I believe even a commissioner up here was damaged by the vaccine. You guys pushed this. I'm going to ask. I think a great way. Data from the CDC today. I've played this before. It's just kind of a reminder how much of a liar this person is. She's a monster. I suggest, um, you know, that, that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Our data from the season. This is an incredible video of people raiding a place in New York City that gave the shots. And everybody who works there looks like they're from China. And they look ashamed. They don't want to allow people in here, which is very telling. You would think they would just like, yeah, come on in. We're saving lives. It's the opposite vibe. The atmosphere is really dark. But so watch this. It's pretty incredible. They have to like kill off all the uh, children and then they can rule over you. But this is a uh, another video about the whole pilot situation. Thanks, sir. It's uh, that I went from review. It's very concerning to hear the aircraft. Um, it's an American Eagle Flight 3556. They were cleared for takeoff in approximately 90 seconds um, after they were cleared for takeoff. The, the first call came in, um, essentially notifying air traffic control that there was a problem. Um, and at that time, I continued to listen to the tapes. 
and uh, the, the tower cleared them up to 5,000. That's in the climb to maintain 5,000 feet. So we know for sure the aircraft was below 5,000 feet. Mm. And what I've heard from a, from a firsthand account from someone that was on that aircraft, they said they were in a turn. Uh, the aircraft went into a steep, a steep bank, according to someone that was on the aircraft, uh, which was which was then recovered. And uh, you know they were back on the ground you know, within a few minutes. Uh, but what I'm told is there were actually two doctors on board and apparently another pilot as well who came up to the flight deck. And and assisted the crew in um, in removing the pilot from from the cab. I'm moving the aircraft where there were apparently two doctors who attempted to resuscitate him um, unsuccessfully. And then they came back and they, they landed it at Chicago O'Hare. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I wish this was a, 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 an isolated incident, but over the course of the past year and a half, I, I hear about stories like this frequently. There, there's been a few of them in the news, you know, but but many of these stories don't actually make the media. You know, Josh, I think everyone thinks that, uh, look, you've got another pilot, you probably have deadheading pilots traveling to and fro in the back. So people kind of use that in denial to reassure themselves. But this was very, very different situation. Uh, and I, you probably heard the entire tape. I think what was released to the public, there are pieces missing. Uh, and and, and uh, Captain Hendrickson does say, uh, we're working on that when they keep asking him if he wants, uh, once he got the plane down or when he got close, if he wanted paramedics to meet them, maybe out on the tarmac or something. Eventually he says no, but I, do, I did hear him say, well, they're working on that now. So we kind of knew that something was going on, but it appears, do you, do you know if, if Captain Ford was, or Captain in training Ford was, was dead at the time they were working on him? Is there no way to know that? I mean, the two doctors should know, should have been able to, to tell Captain I'm sure the two doctors know. No, I'm I'm not I'm not aware. I don't have that information. Oh well, well here we are, end of 2022. We this is from Australia, December 1st, and it's incredible. About 10 million cases of COVID. Uh, the Australian Health Department, of course, stopped counting around September sometime because I think it was getting too embarrassing to admit that despite that over 20 million people being vaccinated, over half the country had caught COVID. Whatever happened to protecting you? Whatever happened to protecting you? But we don't want to talk about that anymore. We'll just pull it off the website and not discuss it. We'll not discuss it. And then we've got the excess deaths that uh, Senator Babbitt talked about before. Uh, we had 8,706 extra deaths last year, despite the fact that New South Wales locked down for three months. So in theory, the deaths should have been lower, like they were in 2020. But let's not count 2021 in the ABS figures. Or oh, sorry, 2020, they're not counting. Let's pretend nothing happened there. Almost 140,000 jab injuries, more than all the injuries reported from vaccines since 1971, more than all the injuries put together. You've got an injury rate that's three times higher, and yet the TGA don't want to look at the signal. The whole point of having a database where doctors report these injuries, where they tick the box suspected, and as the doctors say, they don't fill these forms out, because they don't have the spare time. They don't have a lazy 20 or 30 minutes sitting around filling these forms out if someone caught, uh, fell off a bike. No, no, they're ticking uh, these boxes because they believe that the vaccine caused the injury that they are reporting. And yet the uh, TGA want to pretend that there's nothing to see here. And why wouldn't they? Because Professor Skerritt is head of an organisation uh, that is funded by Big Pharma. That is funded by Big Pharma. Now, if you want to talk about a conflict of interest, that's it. That's it. And these guys have no idea what they are talking about. I asked Professor Brendan Murphy, who was the chief health officer at the time, whether or not he'd actually read the non-clinical report into the Pfizer vaccine. Guess what? 
he hadn't read it, despite that he'd been saying for the last uh, a couple of days earlier that the spike protein wasn't in the blood. Well, had he read the report, he would have known that they never even tested the spike protein. And they would have also known that when they did the animal trials, that the report said there was no difference in lung inflammation between the placebo group and the vaccinated group after nine days. There was not, there's no difference in the spike protein. And they would have also known that when they did the animal trials, that the report said there was no difference in lung inflammation between the placebo group and the vaccinated group after nine days. There was not one skerrick of evidence that showed that that vaccine was effective. But did anyone in this chamber right here, right now, actually read that report? I bet you not. But you all went out there and said it was safe and effective where you didn't have a clue what you were talking about. And shame on you. Because the law in this country, the law in this country, in the Australian Immunisation Register, says you cannot be coerced into taking a vaccine, number one. And number two is that you need to be properly informed about what is in the vaccine, the, the spike protein. Yeah, it's incredible. <clears throat> this is another feature of kind of what's going on. They literally bought 171 bivalent vaccines. Only 35 million Americans took it. So they're just like overspending intentionally. It's crazy. This is November 29th. And it's two months, right? They've changed this. And I'll show a slide I think I have there where, oh, you only need to get a shot once a year. And then this is every two months. So they've changed the goalposts so many times. It's just off the charts. <clears throat> and nothing is going to happen under the Biden administration. It's so corrupt, so evil. Like if you had a functioning president, president you'd probably have somebody put the brakes on, but you don't have one. And these are just some of the injured, some stories of people who went and got their shots and died. So it's about uh, 15 minutes of them. Uh, getting it right here, right here, I'm not sure. Good morning. I am vaccinated, caffeinated, and freshly masturbated. Trying to drive the day by fall. Consensually, of course. I'm home and I feel fine. I feel perfect so far. It's only been 21 minutes. I'll keep you up. of a people not in work because of a long-term health problem. The number has risen sharply since the pandemic started. Looking across the UK, sickness rates in Northern Ireland are now at 9% of the population, higher than in Scotland, Wales and England, although parts of the North East are now seeing rates above 8% and rising. We've been seeing increases in cardiovascular disease, um, and other category which can include COVID-related illnesses and also um, mental health and depression. So those seem to be some of the key contributors. Patrick is now on the road to recovery in Welshpool. A lorry driver, he hasn't worked since catching COVID two years ago. I think I caught COVID right at the end of July 2020. And then I went downhill again rapidly. And now it's my third year and things for me personally seem to be improving. 
is for the rise in long-term sickness, maybe partly down to COVID and long waiting lists. It started, though, before the pandemic, and the causes are complex, taking in everything from obesity to mental health. I think I was close to suicidal at one point, and I sat on the end of the bed and I broke down, absolutely broke down. And it was, yeah, I don't think I could take it anymore. And a big part of that was not being able to work. Yeah, not being able to work, uh, not that daily contact, and again, money worries. Yeah, it was horrible, truly horrible. See sir! Tackling this problem is important, not just for Pat and Mary, but for the economy at a time when staff shortages are driving up inflation. With millions of sick, doctors and employers say urgent action is needed to try to reverse a worrying trend. Jim Reid, BBC News. And you, and you fine. Well, that's Danny May. Really sad to see her, but this is from Alex Lester. You know what I mean? This is Jab Injuries Australia. Can't stop shaking. Reminds me of like a bug spray or something like that. I don't want you to bug spray from the inside. On my new phone. Did you get a new one? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I came over last night. They bought me a new a new phone. Well, that's Danny May. Really sad to see her, but this is from Alex Lester. You know what I mean? They're just an insole they slide in in my shoe. Ross Whiteman suffers from Guillain-Barre syndrome, a rare condition affecting the nervous system. I had paralysis from the waist down and full facial paralysis as well. He was diagnosed within days after receiving his first shot of the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine last spring and spent 67 days in hospital. Now the federal government has validated his vaccine-related injury with a successful claim for compensation, making him among the first in Canada to be approved for the benefit. I'd rather not be in that club in heartbeat. It's, it's nice to have some recognition and there's vindication. The vaccine injury support program was established more than a year ago to offer financial support for people like Whiteman. 
The vaccine injury support program website has not been updated recently by the federal government, but it does show the number of claims submitted and approved in the first six months of the program. Between June 1st, 2021 and November 30th, there were 400 claims submitted. Less than five of those were approved by a medical review board. It's indicative of our persistence with the program and, you know, every week or every two weeks, phoning, emailing, what's happening, do you have all the paperwork you need? While Whiteman won't go into details as to how much he's receiving, he said the maximum lump sum payout is $284,000, an amount he did not qualify for. He's also eligible for $90,000 a year for loss of income. And while the former realtor is believed to be getting compensation, it's less than the amount he was making before the injury. Everyone has a, a lifestyle that they're used to or have budget towards, you know, especially with kids and whatnot. And, and so that's going to be something that we're going to have to kind of figure out where to go from there. Whiteman doesn't know if and when he will work again. For now, he's focusing on his recovery, going to rehab twice a week and celebrating the small victories. I'm grateful to have some mobility. This is a video of a guy driving a truck down. <clears throat> it's weird, too, because they're always holding their cell phones, and you'll see that in some of these videos. Like, they pick up their cell phone and start looking over their head. I have no clue about what's going on, but there's multiple people with cell phones that go do this. It's terrible. This guy was holding his cell phone too, dropped it, and then spun around and died. And this lady's in a shopping mart, and she has, you can see her drop her phone, like I think when she goes down, just pops out of her hand, I think. I have other, I've shown other videos like this, so you're just seeing more and more of these strange videos of people going down. This is a woman who recommended the shot and then died. If I were a superintendent of a school district, I would do everything I could to get everybody, all staff and teachers vaccinated, um, just to give them the confidence that they have some protection. And I, I believe that that's happening in many states. And I know that's happening uh, in the county I'm in. And I think that's absolutely the way to go. And then to set up the preventions, the masking is, is um, okay. let me say that you're absolutely right. The vaccine, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, or just is training the body to recognize this spike protein without the whole virus. Just that when you see the whole virus, your body says, I've seen this before, I'm going to put up my system, knock it out before the virus can really get home and reproduce in your body and cause problems. So it's like giving you a defense against something before you see it. That's what a vaccine is. 
Okay, I got a couple uh, viewers that have questions. Her name was Professor Ovita Fuller. Passed away at 67. She served on the FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee. Now his family speaking out and remembering his legacy. 18 News reporter Tara Lynch investigates and shares his story. George Rotz Jr. was a college student. Described as a homebody, he loved playing video games and being with his family. He's funny. Um, you get to know him. He's, he's a jokester, quick-witted. He wanted to take classes in person. To do that, he needed to be vaccinated, so he scheduled his COVID vaccine appointment. His first dose in August, his second in September. He wanted to get that one because that one was FDA approved. George Jr. started to feel sick. I noticed he was starting when he started getting a puffy in the face, like a sinus issue. So, and uh, plus he had a cough, and I decided to take him to the emergency room to see what was going on. That's where he was given antibiotics to treat a sinus infection. But a week later, George Jr. was still sick, so they went back to the ER. After that second visit, his symptoms got worse. Another week goes by and he's getting worse. And his cough is getting worse. He's coughing up blood. He's, his feet are hurting. His hands are hurting. His eyes, his teeth are hurting. And he you know, didn't bite the light, the sunlight. But then, the unthinkable. And I told him that I was going to take him to the emergency room the next day after I got out of work. We never made that trip to the emergency room. George Jr. collapsed in his room on October 27th and was pronounced dead later that morning. His dad describes him as healthy, saying he had no underlying medical conditions. An autopsy report from the Bradford County Coroner's Office shows George Jr. died from, quote, COVID-19 vaccine-related myocarditis. This is a, a Russian lady talking about how there are these panels showing all the victims of the shots. <clears throat> This is a story about Cheryl Moberly, who wrote to Scott Moe and his medical professionals. Thank you for promoting the vaccine province-wide. My daughter took this October 12th. You and yours failed to tell us we are just to test people for this trial and error injection. By the way, my daughter's organs failed, and she died on October 17th. She is now in an urn on my dining room table. Her name was Jolene.
This is another one. Some kid going down, playing video games. Really strange. I don't know how to explain these. I don't remember ever seeing these types of videos of like people ODing like this. Maybe it's me. I don't know. They like shake and this is another guy. Same thing. showed some of these videos before some of the other ones are new but pretty crazy but yeah those it's it's a slaughter it's bad this one i saw this on a website psalm 141 through 3 rescue me lord from evildoers protect me from the violent who devise evil plans in their hearts and stir up war every day they make their tongues as sharp as serpents. The poison of vipers is on their lips. That's true. And this is a perfect example of a viper, Rochelle Walensky, in June 2021. She's understating these mild cases. of. There's no such thing as a mild case of myocarditis. Myocarditis, fatal, five years to half the people. So even that's a lie. But she's just monster. Just a total monster. Um, this is Dr. David Martin. I have a video of this. I could probably show it, but basically says, says on the best case, we are talking about permanent death and disability to 300 million people. Not 300,000, 300 million. And I've quoted the Halligan stats too, based upon bears and what's going on in Europe. It's just off the charts. Millions and millions have died and just... That he estimates a billion in injured of some sort, just off the charts. Died suddenly, 43-year-old Air Force vet Horace Caulfield died suddenly from an aggressive rare cancer after two Pfizer jabs. He leaves behind four kids and his wife, Jennifer. COVID is no longer a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here's why. 58% of coronavirus deaths in August were people who were Vaccinated or boosted, that are kind of repeated that stat. Brianne Dressen was vaccinated injured two years ago. She co-founded React 19. No organization I know has done more for the vaccine injured than React 19. So go check out the React 19. Emerald Robinson writes: the bombshell about to drop. Fox News took money from the vitamin. Biden administration to push COVID vaccines, lots of money, and they were not alone. I think they all probably took money. If you go watch these TV shows, they're all brought to you by Pfizer. It's kind of a famous 
video that was going around said, you know, brought to you by, by Pfizer. It's crazy. This is from Kate. Quick NATO update for anyone interested. About 4.5 weeks in now. My vision is better than it's been in years, even pre-COVID. So this is, they're taking natokinase or something to improve their vaccine injury. Ears unblocked all day, zero tinnitus. They kind of talk about all their illnesses. Fauci, one of the most, 100 most influential people with the horns on his head. I think this is from 2000. But yeah, he, uh, he's a monster. This is Jimmy Dore. Wow, they will not tolerate questions on the virus origin because Fauci funded the gain-of-function research in Wuhan that most likely created it. That would make them responsible for millions of death deaths. But stay angry at Rogan and anyone questioning Big Pharma. And I showed that video on Bioweapon Blue 17, so you can see that. This is Sierra, who took the shot 330 days straight of muscle spasms, 10 to 15 hours a day, every day. Calves, thighs, hamstrings, biceps, triceps, forearms, back, neck, jaws, eyes, lips, shoulders, intestines, head. Somebody effing shoot me. Long COVID. So these are there's people out there just suffering like crazy. This is Dr. David Martin on the Sargent News Network. If if about 3 billion people took MNRA shots and 7 to 15% of the batches had severe adverse events, that's around 300 million people with permanent death and disability. Sarah writes, died suddenly Elon letting conspiracy nuts communicate their fear-based lies about a vaccine that saved millions of people. Seriously, you don't want COVID unvaxxed. You don't want long COVID. Trust science. <laughs> Who's paying her? Top Sydney cardiologist, Dr. Ross Walker, has called for a ban on MNRA shots, jabs, after a rise in heart condition. Smart. Tom Renz, here we go. More into the Pfizer and rest are deadly garbage. People following real science have been talking about this for a while. In fact, I spoke about it this during the summer of 2021. It's killed slowly. Facebook admits the COVID vaccines destroy the immune system and cause acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Beverly, Beverly, the consequences of entrusting your health with Pfizer. Pfizer CEO Albert Burla explains Pfizer's new tech to Davis Crowd. Ingestible pills, a pill with a tiny chip that will send a wireless signal to relevant authorities when the pharmaceutical has been digested. Imagine the compliance. That's another monster. It should be deposed. Ravi writes, a good friend of with ME has been in a very severe crash for two weeks. His GP came around, put the crash down to mental health, and talked about sectioning him. Nick de desperately needs help to prevent that from happening. So they're trying to throw him into a mental institution. That's from November 24th. 2022. And this is some interesting documents about gain of function and UNC. People are asking that. And this is another one. I mentioned that in the last show. Guy died and then his two-year-old passed away. 
This is about the Fauci deposition. Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry noted that Fauci had convenient memory issues during the deposition. Quote, wow, it was amazing to spend seven hours with Dr. Fauci, the man who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy based upon, quote, the science, unquote, only to discover that he can't recall practically anything dealing with this COVID response. Then I talk about the B-safe data, Aaron Siri, check that out. This is Michael Eden. COVID-19 fraud is the work of international elites, the pharmaceutical industry, and complicit politicians working to a globalist agenda, the purpose of which appears to be extinguishing of human rights and freedoms and dismantling of democracy for purposes of controlling populations and the extortion of vast sums of money from countries on the basis of that the disease, COVID-19, invented by the WHO, poses a serious threat to their population. And Philip writes here, so Fauci claimed under oath that his censorship deposition Sorry. So Fauci claimed under oath at his censorship deposition that he hasn't the time to worry about things like the Great Barrington Declaration. Did he lie under oath? The Fauci email to Burks, 10-16-2020, quote, I've come out very strongly publicly against the Great Barrington Declaration, unquote. So he's probably lying. <clears throat> Biscayne writes, I'd love to know who I can sue for the loss of two precious years of my life due to the gross negligence that has been directed towards post-viral illness in the last hundred years. If the MECFS was taken seriously back in the day, long COVID would not be an issue. GMC writes, I spoke with an undertaker this evening here in Ireland. I asked him out straight if there's any truth that embalmers are having trouble with clots and bodies. He told me it's 100% true and every vaxxed body is full of them. This is no lie. I have nothing to gain from lying. This is from Jab Injuries Australia. This guy had to have open-heart surgery for five to six hours. Um, the surgeons removed a 30 to 40 centimeter blood clot, which was placing pressure on the heart, and inserted an IVC filter in the veins to stop clots traveling from the calf to the heart. So this guy had a pretty brutal injury. This is Trudeau who has a pretty dicey memory, too, just like Fauci. This is from December 29th, 2021. We are going to end this pandemic by proceeding with the vaccination. There's still a part of the population fiercely against it. They don't believe in science or progress and are off, very often misogynistic and racist. They take up some space. This leads us as a leader and as a country to make a choice. Do we tolerate these people? McCullough's Four Pillars of Pandemic writes, this reminds me of the HCQ trials and how they were conducted to intentionally fail. At the time when the story broke, I was blasted off Twitter and Facebook for sharing this video that exposed it all. It's the HCQ scandal. And then Andrew Huff writes, the trials were not even necessary. The effect was observable in a large retrospective cohort study conducted at Henry Ford Medical by Dr. Zervos. This, of course, was suppressed due to how it clearly interfered 
get the EUA for the mRNA jabs. Demand for unvaccinated blood is real. Doctors acknowledge grumpily. Young blood transfusion for billionaires may also be affected. So people are asking for people blood to people who didn't get the jab. This is Paul Alexander, November 26th. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, who suffered and punished her people across COVID with her lockdown lunacy, now partners with dropout Bill Gates to roll out digital IDs. So it's all part of the program. And you can check out this site. It's got some good stuff. Good videos. Stop world control. And they, they cover a lot of the evidence that's been put into public grand juries. But I think it's all about world control. It's biblical. Cat writes, astonishing revelations from ex-MP George Christensen read the contents of the inject. Under the microscope, he observed geometric shapes which seem to be moving, forming, and building. This backs up claims made by Senator Malcolm Roberts. He regrets not speaking up sooner. That verifies who I talked to. David Hughes, you could check out that interview. There's Fauci looking pretty com comfortable. He's the good doctor. He's got his uh, PR down. This is another writer about Fauci who's following stuff. And I think I mentioned him. But he says, the central hypothesis I've been working on for most of 2022 is laid out in the myth of the blind watchmaker. Research gate preprint article and expanded upon updated in Gaslight of the Gods, Part 7, The Allegory of the Plague. In short, I've compiled and connected evidence that explains why Dr. Fauci exerted so much effort and censorship from the very start of the pandemic, what it was that he worked so hard to suppress, and how horrific the collateral damage has been and continues to be. So this guy's like on it, kind of understands the damage. It's allegory of the plague. For 18 months, I've been working to uncover the origins of SARS-CoV-2 as a member of the ad hoc investigative team Drastic. During the time, I've researched several different facets of the mystery and read several thousand scientific articles. Emerging trend I've seen is that most of the various threads are starting to converge and flow in one main direction. It's time to stop pushing against the current simply to cover up the truth. It's my time to step back, look at the big picture, and lay out the COVID origin case as it currently stands. One of the main reasons for my publishing record has been fairly sparse since April is that I keep finding more and more evidence every day, and thus there's never a good stopping point. However, it's way past time to provide a concise, cohesive narrative so that awareness and momentum can build to begin holding our officials accountable for what occurred. I think he writes um, the argument, we don't have to find the origin of SARS-CoV-2 virus to find the origin of the pandemic. The argument may seem strange, but the point is that enough evidence already exists to show that Dr. Fauci and others took deliberate actions and made decisions that were in opposition to their statutory responsibilities. Furthermore, there are two reasons to start now, not after the next election. So they kind of, they knew a lot, I think, is really the gist of all that. I'm not going to read that full article. Powerhouse Truth writes, November 25th, 2022, the obituaries from coast to coast are full of young and middle-aged 
who died after a short battle with cancer. There's zero doubt what is causing this. They haven't a chance. These jab cancers move at blinding speed and death is quick. Kelly writes, my parents visiting from Florida told me about an old friend. I had no idea her daughter from who I grew up had passed. She had a brain aneurysm out of nowhere. I do not know when she got her vaccine. She had never felt right. She told me she called in her work early, every month and it's all on her calendar. Then she got the virus on April 3rd. Weeks later, she died from aneurysm, which I do believe it was caused by the from the vaccine and from the virus. I do not know they could cause blood clots. I've looked it up, and there's a lot of things that people don't know about these things, about the virus, about the vaccine. We did not all get one, but she's the only one. Unvaccinated blood banks learn about the growing movement to clean for clean transfusion. The architect writes, 40 years of positive data on ivermectin, but we have to ban it because they don't have enough data. Zero data on an experimental vaccine, but we have to put it in kids as fast as possible because the data says so. This never-ending double-speak is mind-blowing. Yeah, it is. This is just showing Fauci's lying. She's a liar. Yeah, there's no question. There's a good article on what is it? The uh, the Gateway Pundit talks about his line. This is Igor Chudlov, association between vaccines and excess mortality getting stronger, and is discussed in UK Parliament. This is the woman who died, Ovita Fuller. Very, 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 very safe. They're safe as any vaccine, and maybe safer than many. She passed away. Washington Post reports bombshell over half of COVID deaths are the fully vaccinated. That's from Kyle Becker, November 26. This is Irene Kara, who just passed away on March 18th, 2021. She tweeted, gave myself a very special birthday gift. I got vaccinated. And then I talked about this. I did a show on... Black Pill Digest, which you can see on William Ramsey Investigates um, podcast. But we talked about this, this whole thing about let's declare a pandemic amnesty by Emily Oster. But they changed the title. What I learned in that interview, which I didn't know, the original title was let's declare a pandemic amnesty. We need to forgive one another for what we did and when we were in the dark about COVID. They literally changed it to Let's declare a pandemic amnesty. Let's focus on the future and fix the problems we still need to solve. <laughs> it's just full gaslighting. It's off the charts. Died suddenly heartbreaking. 16-year-old Faith Ranson is in constant suffering since her second dose of Pfizer. She has been to numerous specialists with no, zero answers. The reason you don't have any answers is because it's a new form of illness. You got a toxic shot with spike protein. You should probably get on ivermectin right away. One of these, this is interesting because uh, Klaus Schwab was in Bali for the G20 and he said incredible stuff. I think he just had a heart attack, if that's true or not. I don't know. But he said, Klaus Schwab said, in the fourth industrial revolution, the winners will take it all. 
So if you are a World Economic Forum first mover, you are the winners, which implies there will be losers, right? So he's, I mean, it's really incredible. And then Bishop Vagano. This is actually a writing by, by Bishop Vagano. It's pretty long. I should probably just read it into the record, but I think he's pretty much recognizing. He admits the New World Order is real and says people should resist it. This is about vaccine effectiveness. Just all these guys are large. What does VAERS show regarding disability? Again, half a million UK workers drop out of workforce citing long-term illness. These are going to be catastrophic response, I mean, events. This is something I don't reference enough, but it's the DMED data from, I think it's from the Department of Defense from uh, RENS. It just shows like these huge percentiles in all kinds of health problems. This is a slide for the fertility rate going down. It says Sydney baby drought. Fertility rates fall to low levels in some suburbs. It's only going to get worse. <clears throat> and reinstate T-Lab Vagabond says, how can the COVID jab bivalent and original be given by Walgreens and CS Pharmacy alongside the flu shot if the most current official documents from the jab makers show you have no idea that it is safe since it was never studied. Good question. This is a letter to the UC system. Letter from 11 professors to the University of California, which is requiring shots, urging the UCs to reverse its shift in policy, suggesting that the boosters will be mandated in perpetuity or accept personal responsibility and legal liability for arms. Yeah, that's important. <clears throat> this is Dennis, I've mentioned him before, breaking according to recent mortality data published in Lancet Science, there's virtually no excess mortality in India until they vaccinated, starting with the frail and elderly. Then mortality by month exploded 300%. Massive. Ultra Maga RN, who loves her country, writes, as an RN with over 30 years in the field, I can say that we can tell who's vaxxed as soon as we draw blood. Vaxxed blood is darker and clots almost immediately when it's drawn. We tried to warn people. Now they will learn the hard way, unfortunately, November 27th, 2022. And this is more gaslighting and more goalposts shifting. This is literally November 27th, 2022. Do you want to move on from the pandemic? Get updated COVID booster, Dr. Jaw says. Another criminal should be arrested immediately. Remdesivir still being used. Who recommends against the use of remdesivir in COVID-19 patients? 20th of November 2020. That's when they wrote that. This is, uh, I've done a show with John Brisson about Barbara Marks Hubbard and their desire to kill off people. So you can check that out. More vaccinated people dying of COVID as future, fewer get booster shots. November 28th, 2022. It's full gaslighting. 
this is incredible. This was a somebody took a thermographic image of somebody who took a shot. In the summary, I will read. The picture is terrifying. Summary, these shocking thermographic images suggest extensive subcutaneous and deep vein blood clotting in C19 injected individuals. Dark field micros microscopy complements the analysis of these individuals, showing what potentially could be graphene, hydroxide, or nanostructures of other metal composition. These alarming findings should alert healthcare practitioners to screen people who receive the gene-modifying injections for blood clots, even if they are completely asymptomatic. Thermography may be a non-invasive safe way to do so. Felipe has now seen this in children as young as two years old. This visual proof of harm should galvanize every healthcare provider to stop giving the shots and every person to stop accepting them. There you go. They have like, they have literal vein damage. This is Gavin Newsom, total loser, total monster. Blaming GOP. This is November 27th, 2022. Ban books, limit speech, live in fear of gun violence, take away your healthcare decisions. I mean, these guys are involved in limiting speech and going through the back door of big tech. I don't know gun violence in whatever city, but they've taken away your healthcare decision. If they're going to mandate the shots recommended by the CDC on October 20th, 2022, that's what he's doing. This is a total hypocrite, a liar, monster. Another monster. Natural immunity writes, pediatrician notes his unvaccinated patients seem far healthier than the kids who received routine childhood vaccines. Analyzes his database, publishes the shocking results. Now study retracted, branded a quack, about to lose his license in a few days because of course. So we discovered that this vaccination program is making kids sick. So. That's the study. I mean, I mean, it makes you question the vaccines. But uh, that's about it for Bioweapon Blues 18. If you have any questions, let me know. But I've got a lot more stuff, more interesting. I think I'll read the full article of Bishop Vigano because I think he's kind of on point. It comes from the Catholic perspective. I think he's got it right. But, uh, yeah, and I think that the damages and death are just gearing up. So it's not going to be good. Thanks for listening.